Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos, your football lovers at Dave Campbell's Texas Football like that. and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. I'm your football concubine, Matt. Tepper. Oh, my God. Oh, we need to start recording this over. Since we're being spicy. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. I don't know why you do it after that. Uh, This is your... (laughs) Delete. Unsubscribe. This is your Friday State Championship edition of Tep and Step. We will preview the trio of games coming down Friday at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. We'll be there for all four days. Coverage at TexasFootball.com. Of course, I'm supposed to tell you to watch all the games on Valley Sports Southwest. But you know what? I don't think they would mind if I told you. Come out to the games. Come on out. There's no, be fun. no pods this year, no, no. no attendance restrictions. Just buy the buy the ticket. You get in for all three day, all three games. They're not going to clear the stadium. Park your butt in a seat and uh, I, watch football. I did get a text message. I'll just blow up his spot. I don't know if he's going to listen to it, but Riley Dodge asked me if he can come and go. Like, can you? I think you can. I think you can. I think you can leave. Tell me you're a smoker. Come back out. I think if, it's, if you tell me you're a smoker, they'll let you. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a you know what? It's a pro tip. That's a pro tip here uh, on Tep and Step, which is yeah. you know we've we've offended you off the top of the show, and now mm. here we are. We're uh, giving you things to giving use. You, yeah, exactly. Useful, useful pointers, useful tidbits. This is your Friday edition. Uh, we, we love you. We will be halfway through the state championship games at this point, but we've got oh boy. I mean, the first half is nice. First half is fun. This second half of the state championships, yeah. It's gonna. It's, it's gonna full of bangers. It's gonna. Te- it's gonna turn up, and it starts eleven a.m. Friday morning at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. It's the Class Four A Division One State Championship. It is the uh, unbeaten Stephenville Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. and out of Austin ISD, mm-hmm. the unbeaten Austin LBJ Jaguars. And first of two inner city programs to play for a state championship this year. And what a what a testament to to them. And what a what a what a moment to give a lot of schools hope. Because sure. that's the thing is is we talk about that, and I think that people are you know I think people are like oh you know why are you guys rooting for the the inner city schools? And it's not that we're rooting for them, but we also understand that in a lot of ways the deck is stacked against them. And we love a good story. Yes. It's this a great is a story. Great story. What Jamal Finner has helped to build at Austin LBJ is remarkable. Yeah. And he doesn't have the luxury of great facilities. He doesn't have the luxury of not teaching classes. He's got fewer coaches. Doesn't, he has to deal with not having a legit feeder program and do it from his middle school. I mean, all kind of – a lot of things working against him. A lot of little things. And here they are, 48 minutes away from their first ever state championship. But they'll have to go through – a Stephenville team that the last couple of weeks defensively have given me a little bit of pause. Well, last week against Hershey, and we'll talk about that. But this offense, the machine, the Sterling Doty's Stephenville machine is online, and when they hired him, this is what they hired him to do, mm-hmm. and he's doing it. Shocking, Stephenville's got a good quarterback and good offensive play. Done. Yeah. Stop. Never had that happen to them in history before. And and an and an elite wide receiver core with Koy Aiken and and Reese Elston, a supremely and then and then a defense there, and we talked about how they got they got beat up a little bit by Hershey, but they play with an edge, mm-hmm. they swarm to the football, they play angry, they play yeah. angry defense. They're great tacklers. They um you know, they did have some trouble they had a lot of trouble with Hershey's speed. Mm-hmm. Well guess what? That's here comes a lot of speed they're going to see this week. Here comes LBJ, who has 
I would I would categorize as shocking speed. Yeah, they're if, really fast. If you've never seen LBJ, I would even say especially on defense, mm-hmm. the team speed they have defensively is it will drop your jaw. Yeah. They can fly to the football. And the guys they've got out there with Trent Le- everyone can fly. Trent Leary can fly. Cedric Alexander can fly. Oscar Gordon, their quarterback, can fly. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had an, an, another kid, who uh, Noah Brown, who caught that game-winning yep. touchdown against... Sarah Miller. Yeah. They are a track team. They are loaded uh, with tons of playmakers. And for Stephenville, their defense is going to have to find a way to mitigate that speed. Got to keep them in front of them. Mm-hmm. Got to keep stay in front. Play good technique, take good angles, uh, and you got to fly to the football. Mm-hmm. You know that's, that's the thing. Um, and they didn't do that quite as well as they had been doing it last week against Hershey. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they operate this week. Now Hershey's defensive line is really good and gave Stephenville some trouble. I don't think LBJ's defensive line is that good, so I mm-hmm. do think Stephenville will be able to move the football. What's been impressive about LBJ this year is the development and the progression of Oscar Gordon. Mm-hmm. You know, last year they didn't really put a whole lot on his plate. They really let the other guys kind of take over when they made their run to the semifinals last year. This year, it's been it Oscar a, Gordon's been running the show. It was a lot of Latrell McCutcheon and Andrew McCuba. Yeah. When we need a big play, we're going to get the ball in your hands. You go make a man yeah. mess. Now it's Cedric Alexander and it's Oscar Gordon, kind of the leaders of that offense. And they've been, you know, they were down nine with five minutes left in the game last week against Chapel Hill and, and showed some clutch. That is heart of a champion yeah, stuff. Showed a lot of, lot of uh, moxie late in the game to come back and score two touchdowns late to come back and win that ball game. So they show when the chips are down, they they can make plays. So, um, I'm intrigued by this matchup. I think the big edge for Stephenville is in the trenches on both sides of the football mm-hmm. and with depth. This is not a deep LBJ team at all. And I wonder now. Last week they they held up. You know mm-hmm. they they actually surged late to win the game against Chapel Hill. Can they do that again two weeks in a row? Because I think Stephenville is big enough, strong enough, and deep enough to wear LBJ down. I think this is this is about how many big, how many home runs can LBJ hit? Um, I do not think that they are going to be able to. I worry about their ability to drive the football. This is a home run hitting offense. Yeah, they are big play offense. And now here's a good here's the good news. If you get their, your guys out in space, you get Cedric Alexander out in space with They're the ball. Do some damage. He's he's going to pick up a chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be a, they're going to be faster than Stephenville. Stephenville's got to find a way to mitigate their 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 speed advantage. LBJ has got to find a way to maximize it. Um, the other side of the ball, they're going to need to come up with a couple of big plays defensively. I think they need. I I think if you, there's a team that needs to be in the plus category in the turnover margin, it's LBJ in this mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. They got to be plus two. Set yourself up in some short yards yard situation and and make Stephenville play from behind. Now they've played from behind. But they play low-scoring affairs from behind. Yes. They have not had to chase a shootout. And so if you're LBJ, as good as their defense has been, and their defense has been pretty darn good this year. You know, not elite, but it's been good. I think you want to get into a shootout. I think you want to lean on your offense and and make this a playmaker's game. Yeah, Stephenville's played from behind the last three weeks. Yeah. Against Argyle, they got down 14 nothing right away. They were down 7 nothing at half against Melissa last uh, two weeks ago. And then last week against Hershey, that was a game that had six lead changes. You know, it was it was a back and forth game. So this is, you know, playing from behind is nothing new for Stephenville, but they've never, other than the Argyle game, which they were down fourteen nothing like three minutes in, they've never really been down big like in the late moments. So I'll be yeah. interested to see uh, Stephenville with the, facing a second half deficit, maybe of more than one score, how they react. I am um, I'm very intrigued by the crowd Stephenville's going to bring. That's a football crazy. They're going to they're going to show. Yeah, the mayor's going to declare crowd. a national ho- uh-huh. a, ho- a city holiday. Um, 
L, let's be honest about LBJ. Their crowds have been small. Their crowds have been small, mm-hmm. and a Friday morning in in Dallas, I don't think they're going to bring in a, a huge crowd simply because that's a that's a blue collar it's a blue collar part of town. Yeah, hopefully the the Austin ISD yes. and the com- Austin community at large gets behind them. A lot of skepticism on Twitter about that. I'm hoping I'm pro- I'm hoping they're they're proven wrong and that folks yes. uh, get out there and support these kids. I think we would all like to see that. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are split as a staff on it. You and I are on the uh, on the Stephenville side. Yeah. I think the crispness of that offense is going to be the difference. LBJ can be a little bit; they can get a little loose with the football sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cannot do that. And then uh, Ish and, and Pickle took LBJ, so we are split on this, uh, which I think uh, you know. Goes, I think it says a lot about this game. Yeah. I think it says a lot about the game. It's a little unpredictable, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That is going to kick off our Friday slate. We will then matriculate to three o'clock. Three o'clock. Friday afternoon at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. Oh. I'm looking forward to this, dude. I've, I, I know I said Gunner Franklin was my favorite game. This game's going to be so good too. Yeah. It is the 14 and one Gilmer Buckeyes taking on the 15 and 0 China Spring Cougars, mm-hmm. and in a rare instance in which the region, the right side of the bracket, is farther west than the left side of the bracket. Yeah, that's true. Think yeah. about it. I, ju- I just I pictured it in my brain. I was uh-huh. like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. China Spring is west of Gilmer. Uh, Upshur County's coming to town again yeah. in Gilmer. And back for the first time since 2003, 2007? When did China Spring make it? 2007, I believe. 2007. Yeah. Uh, is the China Spring Cougars. Um, before, Rick Renner made a, made a joke to me today. He goes, before the game... Uh, Alan Metzel will go and shake Brian Bell's hand at China Spring and thank him <laughs> for knocking yes. out Carthage. <laughs> thank gla- you, buddy. Carthage is – Gilmer is glad there's no Carthage. There's no Carthage yeah. here. Um, so this – if you haven't seen this Gilmer team since they were in the state championship game last year when they went up 14 nothing on Carthage and then the rest of the game happened. Yeah. Um, this team is in many ways the same, but I think they've just grown in that natural way that good teams grow. They're a lot more experienced. Yeah. This is a veteran ball club. Brandon Tennyson is a veteran. He's, he's got, awesome. He's got great playmakers around him. I think Gilmer's defense is better than it was last year. They they had a masterpiece last week holding Salina to seven points. Yeah. Really outstanding defensive effort. You look at Gilmer, you know, in the twenty seven to seven win over Salina. You know, they didn't Gilmer's offense did struggle a little bit. That's I think it's a credit to Salina's defense though. But Tennyson's still even struggling, throws for two sixty and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Ashton Haynes, Rohan Fluellen, big-time playmakers as well. But the key for Gilmer, I think, has been their defensive improvement. That's really what's gotten them to this point, is how much better their defense is this point than last year. Their defense last year was fine. Their defense... They outscore people a lot yeah, of time. Their defense now is an attribute. It is a... That is a... Is no longer something they have to work around. It is something that can go out there and straight up win them games. They yes. can straight up win them games. And they have been exceptional... Defen- they've been very good defensively. They're still an offense-first ball club, but this is a team that their defense doesn't kill them. They're not winning in spite of their defense this year. Exactly right. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yep. Well, here's China Spring. Great uniforms from China Spring. The oh, color scheme. I think it, they're going to bust out the baby blues because they're, they're the home team. I love it. Yeah, um, I love those. So, so China Spring has the has the feather in their cap. They've got the scalp. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got Carthage, mm-hmm. uh, and they've been riding that wave ever since. And you and I sat here, heading into the regional semifinals, telling you guys China Spring can do it. Yeah. Now, saying you can do it and doing it are two very two different things. things. And they went out and did it. They went out there and did it. And a big reason why is their QB one. 
Major Bowden, who is, I would say, just as dynamic as Brandon Tennyson in a very different way. Yeah, it's Bowden's run first quarterback. And there's been a letdown. China Spring then turns around and beats, and beats West Orange Stark and then beats Quero last week. So they've got... Th- Dude, in three in a row. Beat Carthage. Like, beat Quero like they stole yeah. something. Carthage, West Orange, Stark, and Quero in a row. That's an impressive run from China Spring. And beating Quero 34-9 last week uh, is really eye-popping. Bowden had a huge game. Uh, Isaiah Williams had 174 yards in touchdown. He's the backup running back. I think China Spring's starting running back went out in that game. Isaiah Williams comes in, and they don't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very underrated defense from China Spring. They don't necessarily look like they're going to be – a, a shutdown defense, and they just go out and get stops. They held Carthage in check. They've they held West Orange Stark in check. They held Gil- Quero in check. This test, this is a big test against Gilmer. And just because Carthage beat Gilmer, one plus one does not equal two. No, in this game, this is all about matchups. I think Gilmer matches up better with Ch- China Spring than Carthage did because of Gilmer's offensive efficiency. So here's here's the thing I will say. I think, and my wife gave me trouble this morning for saying explosive so much. My wife is Gilmer. The best offense that they faced. Yes, I think you're. I think it has to be. I other think than, it's, other than Lorena, maybe other than Lorena, uh, this is the best offense. Gilmer's probably they better. Faced. I mean, just because they're a bigger school, they're probably yeah. better offensive. Um, this is a big time offense that mm-hmm. is going to challenge this, this defense. Now, what I like about both these defenses is if both these if these defenses are going to get beat. They're not going to get beat sitting on their hands. They are attacking defenses. Yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to sit back and let you just turn. If, if you're going to beat them, you're going to beat them while they're while they're they're playing with their heads down and they're they're, they're going forward. They're getting after your ass. Yeah. Uh, Dawson X line for College State or for uh, for uh, CS. I wrote down CS. Uh, we'll get to them. Uh, Dawson X line for China Spring is a game is a playmaker. Matthew Burton for Gilmer. Same way they get after you. And so look, it's it's hard to split them. I think I lean towards China Spring. I think they have the superior defense, which is ultimately what ends up giving giving them the edge. Mm. I do think that if you are Gilmer, you got to make somebody other than Major Bowden running the ball yes. beat you. It cannot be quarterback power left, quarterback power right, quarterback power left, because that's what beat Carthage. Mm-hmm. All they were doing, not all, it was obviously an impressive, impressive win, but a lot of their game plan was we're going to run Major Bowden left, Major Bowden right, and then they hit one big play over the top, which yeah. really set them up. In, 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 yeah, in, make him beat you throwing the football. Yes. Keep, keep put He's a in. good thrower. He's an elite runner. Yes. And that's the, that's the issue mm-hmm. for, for Gilmer. I think this game's tough to call. Uh, as far as predictions are concerned, I think I, t- I took China Spring. Well, the, me, pi- me, you, and Pickle took China Spring. Uh, uh, Ish took Gilmer. I think this game, another game that has a chance to steal the show for sure. It's a close game. This has a game, a chance three o'clock Friday to be the game of the weekend. Uh, there's a lot of those cat, a mm-hmm. lot of those that, that have an opportunity to do it, but it will be a lot of fun three o'clock Friday. Then there's one more Friday night game of the year. One more game on Friday night. Last Friday night. The last Friday night game of the year. For, until August. It'll be the first 5A game. The 5A Division One State Championship game between two teams that are a combined 12 years old. <sighs> yeah, it's weird seeing this, but I think these have been the two best teams in 5A Division One this year. It is the unbeaten College Station Cougars taking on the 14-1 and Katie Pato Panthers. Both of these programs were started during my tenure at Dave Campbell's <laughs> Texas Football, Make which makes me want to buy a coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, this, and but I also think, I also think, where's your Jaritol Tepper? Taking a look at five A Division One now, it's easy to say in hindsight, mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't think either I'll say this. I don't think either of these teams pulled any upsets to to get here. No, I think they're they were favored in every game. Yeah. They're favored in every game and here we are. And and for Peyto, go back, go check the tape. Back in like week nine. Week nine of the Tep and Step podcast. Is that when they beat Hightower like a drum? That is when it was the week after because they played Manville the next week. And lost. And lost. Mm-hmm. Because that's when we came in and that's when we started talking like, oh, oh, guys, guys, this there might be something here. This Peyto team might not just be like a cute story. They mm-hmm. might be a juggernaut. And they lose to Manville, which I think took a little bit of steam off of it. But I think I think it was a good, it was good for them because they've been on fire since they have been out of control. And if you are unfamiliar with Peyto, fourth year program at KAISD, familiarize yeah. yourself ASAP because they might be playing they might be winning a state championship. On yeah, Friday night. and you know you look at what happened last year to them. I think last year has fueled them a little bit because you know they got it was their second they went to the playoffs three year two years ago lost in the first round with a bunch of sophomores. They get there last year, have a great year. I think they went nine uh, nine and one mm-hmm. in the regular season, and then won their first round playoff game very comfortably, and then had to forfeit their second round game due to COVID. Mm. And that loss has quote unquote loss yeah. has stuck with them, and that they've used that a lot as motivation this year. They they have not taken anything for granted. And last week, they were a big favorite over Flower Bluff, but whew, guys, seventy three points to seventy three to fourteen last week. The most lopsided semifinal game by far last week. I mean, guys, a seventy burger in a semifinal is something. Is I mean, it's it's rarefied air yeah. against. I don't care who it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about it like last year with um. With, remember who did Hayes play? Katie. 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 We were like, oh man, look at like we marveled at that. Those Katie schools and big semifinals. I'm telling you. Um, but this team, if you have not seen them, they are balanced. They are big, both in physical stature and in depth. We'll get to that in a second. And they are an aggressive defense that has run a tough road to get here. They're for real. They didn't this is not an accident for Peyto being here. They are for real and they We'll talk about that in a minute, but like they they may be the favorite in this game. Yeah, they're 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 Katie in light blue. Yeah, they their coaches came from Katie. They run the same system as Katie. And they play a lot like Katie, mm-hmm. and they're brutally efficient. Those Ish pointed out their two linebackers, uh, Kilgore and then the uh, uh, Sanford. Yeah, those two. Whew, they are dudes. My goodness, they're fun to watch. And then C.J. Dumas at quarterback, De, uh, Jacob Brown, Demiron Phillips at running back. They've got playmakers all all over the field. This is a elite Peyto ball club. Yeah. and you mentioned it, the depth. I mean, the, the elephant. They are. They're basically a six A pro, six A big six A playing five A division one right now. They turned in what thirty one sixty nine. Yeah, and that's actually something I'm going to ask the UIL about because you think about it. A few years ago, George Ranch when they won the state title, they were basically a six A school playing five A Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek. And now you have Pato. Um, a little bit of a trend there. Wagner, San Antonio Wagner uh-huh. was doing that was, in five A yeah. too. Even like even not in football, but Lake Belton mm-hmm. in four A with. All the, all the other sports, they've been very dominant. I kind of asked the UIL if they're going to consider how they count new schools and how they take that enrollment. It seems like the very end of the cycle, mm-hmm. there's a big advantage for those schools when yeah. their numbers are just shooting up like that. Well, I'll tell you one team that won't be scared of them, and that's the team rolling in AT&T Stadium. Because yeah. College Station has faced down beasts, and they have slayed them. They've run a gauntlet. With yes. Frisco Lone Star, Denton Ryan, Mansfield Summit, three out of the last four weeks. It's been impressive, but they've had to work. Yes. In th- now... They blew out Lone Star in round two, and I was there. And that was and when everybody goes, 
Oh, my gosh. We've been kind of saying, hey, watch out for College Station. This might be their year. And they go and do that to Lone Star. And now we're like, okay, this, they're for real. And then they've struggled. They've had to struggle and fight the last three weeks to win. Mm-hmm. First against Frisco Wakeland, which we were like, oh, you know, a little hangover from Lone Star. They didn't, Wakeland beat Highland Park. We, we didn't expect them to be there. They look, overlooked them a little bit. And they played Denton Ryan. And I watched a good portion of the Denton Ryan game on, on Texan Live. And I thought College Station was the better team. But I also thought they played with their food for a I thought good they were of that game. Uncharacteristically sloppy yeah. in that game. Now, credit to them, they were uncharacteristically uncharacteristically sloppy and they still beat the defending state champs. We say we say you gotta win your clunkers. Yeah. And if they had a clunker, then they won it. Now, I did not watch last week's game, but they got pushed last week by mm-hmm. Summit. Now Summit has has had a habit of doing that. By the way, Summit's dropping the division two next year. Keep an eye on that. And Alito's going to division one. Uh-huh. Just, just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh they had to put they, they 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 jumped out on summit early fourteen nothing and like okay here we go here's the college station we were looking at Jed Huff's about to go off Marquise Collins is going to put up numbers and then summit just hung in there and made it it was it was a ball game you know college station pulled away and you know, got a twenty eight fourteen lead in the fourth quarter summit got a late touchdown couldn't recover the onside kick college station wins by seven but they've had to fight the last three mm-hmm. weeks so. I am curious to wonder how much this college station will have left in the tank. Mm. Having to play those that f- run that four peak gauntlet, where Pato has had a relatively cushy run. I mean, they had their starters were out of there mm-hmm. by halftime last week, so that's going to be interesting to see. A lot of this comes down to Marquise Collins, the running back for College Station, who has been so good in the play. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. He's burst on the scene and gotten starting to get offers. I mean, he's a big time player. I think Jet Huff's got a. Be I think guy. you're right too. I think that he he has not put up big numbers. I think he is going to have to. I don't think Pato is going to let Marquise Collins beat him. I think Jet Huff is going to have to push yeah. the ball downfield and make some plays. And loosen up the defense. Yep. Um, but l- we're also overlooking the fact that this College Station defense for um, at, when we talk about them playing with their food. In a lot of ways, what we're doing is we're talking about their offense. Their offense has been a little bit sloppy. Mm-hmm. I got almost no notes for the defense. Well, yeah, Wakeland kind of you know pushed them a little bit, but. Beyond that, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty solid. They have been solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're in for a fun matchup. I will say this: if there's a surprise blowout in the state championship games, it might be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of me wonders if Peto, if they're just they are they are on another level right now. Yeah. I wonder about that. Now, College Station, look, they're 15 and 0. They have run a gauntlet. They have played the tougher schedule. That's mm-hmm. not that's not really up for debate, but. What I think I think that's a good way to put it. What does College Station left have, have left in the tank? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna find out. It's gonna be fun. Be interested to see the crowd. Yeah, you have a roll. College Station brought it a couple of years ago, and they played Alito in the state championship game. They did bring a great crowd. Interested to see what kind of crowd Pato brings, being a school that's only four years old. We'll see if Katie as a whole mm-hmm. shows up for Pato. Um, because Pato doesn't have the alumni base or the fan base to generate a big crowd. It'll be a fun nightcap. We're not seeing a DFW team in this game. No, this we're not. A, this is a very South Houston versus College Station. Yeah. I, I believe I was told that Pato and College Station are in the same district for all the all their other sports. That's wild. They're in the same basketball district and baseball district. They're district opponents in other Ooh, sports. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, that will close out Friday, the final Friday of the season. There will only It'll be, be sad. one. There will only be, sad. be only one day left. But but this last day, guys, it'll be fun. But we'll get to that next time Tomorrow. on Tap and Step. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Thanks for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and Step. Thanks for your courage. Thank you. See you next time on Tap and Step. Mm-hmm.